America! Bleep yeah. You know I can't say that. It's a clean podcast. Of course I wouldn't go there. Hey, look, though, today we're moving on with America. We're going to look at the American Revolution, but we're going to go a little deeper in this one because we got to understand what the heck that even means, right? Was America even around? I don't know, right? How did the title come about? What is the purpose of it? What is the meaning? We got to get to all that stuff because, again, this is that big event in U.S. American history that starts it all off. So if it's looked at differently, then it changes American history um, for the better or just for different ways to explain it. So let's get into this. Keep an open mind. Remember, reflect on what you hear so you can be informed, never influenced. Let's go with this. So probably the biggest problem with the American Revolution when we're studying it is we already think because it has that title American Revolution that it has everything to do with America in terms of the concept that we understand as America, right? In today's mindset. So what we do is we take the snapshot of what we feel, patriotism, what America is today, and then we go backwards in time at that point, right, to the 1770s, and we displace that feeling that we have here, and we put it back there, right? But the reality is, when we are looking at this, is that is part of the problem, is that we are looking at it as American, where up until the point of the revolution, and even during the revolution, it's not totally American, before that leading up to it, there really is no such thing as America or this patriotism that we hold dear today and want to preserve, right? You have your loyalist concept. So you're basically either a loyalist or you're not, right? You're loyal to the crown or you're not loyal. There's not like there's something else because there's no real binding entity at the time. And yes, we have the Continental Congress come about. We have these little ad hoc groups that do make things up. But overall, it's a very loose connection of things. You're in colonies representing the crown and then you defunct, you go away. So there really isn't this core cohesive understanding to it. And I think that creates a lot of problems when we're understanding history, when we look at it, because with all due respect, it gives a lot more power to the colonists than we probably should give them in terms of their, quote, Americanism at that point, right? And I'm looking at some of the pictures here in terms of, you know, the first list of un-American activities during the time uh, on this whole article of what it defines as American. Uh, Cockfighting was rampant through the colonies. And one of the first things that the First Continental Congress sought to outlaw, actually, in 1759 and after was cockfighting, right? And the reason they wanted to outlaw it is because they said it was un-American. So we start seeing this concept of what American might be. Um, but they're trying to ban the activities of horse races, cockfighting, theater, and elaborate funerals. Like, this is this is a different world we're living in. Um, so I just wonder, like, how we look at this in it. Um, you know, you're inhabitants of British America, basically, for the most part. There's nothing in that title that says you're American in that one. So we have to look at the revolution and the time building up to it as that point, right? And that's where this instances we go throughout history, we start seeing in racks, you know, many different things happen that really push towards that, what we would consider that American label. But it has to be known that before that, there is no American label, right? It's just the colonies. And there's at some point, you know, whether you believe it's the revolution that starts that or not, um, 
something happens, right? And and we look at the Boston Massacre as being kind of this flame that starts it, that gets it moving and stuff like that. But really, there's a system of events that moves towards it. So that's why I like to show and I like to talk about it that, you know, America is a concept. It wasn't something that you move to. Because, again, we've, we've discussed and we've looked in the past a bit that colonists coming over, what we would consider colonists, at the beginning, a lot of them were not coming for the reasons that we would probably assume so, right? Indentured servitude, no offense, that's not freedom. Last time I checked in that one. So if you're coming over here to serve your time so you can get freedom, it means you owe a debt to someone. It means you're part of something else. You're not your own. So it's really interesting to see the buildup. And I just think history, especially in American history, we want to push Columbus and then we fast forward to the revolution and boom, America starts. And what we don't realize and everything else between that is just, you know, that's that's pre-America is what we do. But this whole process of developing what America is really is unique in of itself. So that's why I have a tough time with this time period looking at it. And I'm curious what you would think about this. Um, I always ask the question, like, what side would you be on? Would you be a loyalist or would you be whatever you want to consider yourself, quote, an American? But again, America really doesn't exist at the time. So you're just basically a non-loyalist. You think about it. What in the world? I don't think most people, I'm going to be honest with you straight. Let's let's just get straight being talking for the real, I call it the dizzle. Most of you would probably side with the loyalists. Why? Because there's no security in the other side, right? There's just an idea. There's just a thought. You have nothing from that. Honestly, you're probably closer to failure and outright anarchy with the other model versus the loyalist one. Even if you don't like King George, it doesn't matter about that. The point is safety and security and economic viability. And you have that with the loyalist argument. So I really do believe that if we were to take a time machine today, assuming it exists, wouldn't that be cool by the way if a time machine did exist? I would love to take travels every day. But most of you would be a loyalist because you want that. You want that security. We look at today, right? We do things because we want to be able to be secure. We want everything we have without very, um, we don't want to take the risk, right? We just want it now. It's very much the click in society. So you would have been a loyalist. So it's really interesting to go back when everyone's like, oh, pro-America. And the reality is you wouldn't have been on that side. And why? Not because of your fault, just because there was a lot of risk with not being a loyalist. There was a ton because I know it worked out for us, we think, in the end. Right? Obviously, the American Revolution was in favor of non-loyalists after, but no one would have predicted that. It's very much along the lines of President Trump winning the presidency for the first time. Most of us went to sleep with the polls showing Hillary Clinton was going to take it, and then you woke up and like, whoa, how did that happen? All the polls misled me, right? <laughs> it's this type of concept here that I think that's what really gives American history its oomph, is the fact that the America side, quote, the unloyalist side, actually won or actually outlasted the loyalist side, right? Because um, you could have debates that, you know, if the British were to stay in it longer, brought in reinforcements, uh, not had the French against them as well, and many other things there, that maybe it wouldn't have been in the favor of it. But, you know, that's that's life. Things happen um, that we can't explain sometimes. But we can't explain this, right? They outlasted. So the people that chose with the unloyalists were the right ones. But honestly, you wouldn't take that bet in Vegas. You wouldn't. Not a chance in heck would you do that. So it's just very interesting to look at in that one. And as we kind of go through and we really look at 
American history from a different perspective. If that's the case, you know, then it really opens us up to a whole different understanding of how our future develops. If we're not American from the beginning, right? If Columbus comes here, and again, that's the time we all tend to start at, even though we've already established in other episodes, it's way earlier, and that's one of our faults in American history, is we don't recognize that. But if America, the concept, is a very much evolving process, then is not the stuff we're dealing with today and racism still existing a product of that, right? We're still developing where a lot of people want to say that, you know, America is great, America was great because of this, the American Revolution, we point to that. But if we look at it, it's very much a, a progression through time. So that's what's nice to look at this history. And when you look at the American Re Revolution with that mindset as being a linchpin in that understanding of what it is to be American, it probably helps change things for it. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about you know why certain members were not recognized with it. We're going to talk about Christmas Addicts. And if you haven't heard about this individual, you definitely need to chime in on this one uh, and jump on and listen to it because it is going to be a, a pretty big episode. So you can kind of see that, whoa, wait a second. You know, we had a chance in the past to be American, you know, with our values of freedom for everyone, but we still didn't do it. And why didn't we do it and stuff like that? But it, it's, I just want to leave you with that. Very interesting to think about in terms of what side you would have joined. And then what was the purpose behind the revolution. What did it really give to America? We know again what it, and we've said this time and time again, we know what it gave now, right? Fourth of July is a celebratory thing for us, even though it's kind of incorrect, but point is it's our flagship celebration. Back then though, there was no flagship celebration. So what was the purpose of the American revolution underneath, you know, all the stuff that we've already learned about in that one. And I challenge you to think about that. So look for information, fine, and really ask yourself metacognitively, Hey, hmm, why am I thinking this way? Could I put on a different lens and think about the American Revolution differently? And if you can't, that's not a problem. That's okay. That's your prerogative. But I do think that if you look at it with a bit different, maybe like unloyalist versus loyalist mentality, you'll have a very different understanding of what the American Revolution was and is to us today and for the future generations, how we explain it to them. I know you ask yourself, why do I always leave you thinking? But that's the point of learning is you need to be left thinking, right? You can't always be told things and just passively absorb it. I want you to actively engage and challenge your mind to think about things differently because when you do, you will be better for it because you're going to be more informed and you'll never be influenced with that. Hey, awesome stuff. I really appreciate you coming on this and thinking. Remember, always have a metacognitive approach to life. Think about the way you think and about the way you've thought about other things to relook at it going forward. Enjoy the rest of your day and let's leave with some good music always.